You're listening to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience relationships and where you'll gain the guidance, knowledge, and practical tools to overcome insecurity and build healthy, thriving relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. In today's episode, I'm going to be answering the question of why healthy relationships can sometimes feel boring, particularly if you've not had many healthy relationships and so you're coming into maybe your first ever healthy, stable, secure relationship after a string of really dysfunctional, turbulent, unhealthy relationships. This is something that a lot of people experience. There can be this almost unsettling discomfort of being in a relationship where there's no drama and chaos. And we can either feel that as a form of low level anxiety, or maybe a loss of attraction or kind of disinterest in our partner because they're so stable and reliable and available to us. And we're used to chasing someone who isn't. So there's lots to unpack there. And I'm going to be talking about that today. You know, why unhealthy relationships can be so addictive, even though it's ostensibly the opposite of what we say we want. There's something within us that chases that drama and that, you know, inconsistency and that unpredictability. Um, And what you can do if you do find yourself kind of uncomfortable with a healthy, stable relationship, rather than just pulling away or sabotaging it because, you know, it, feels unfamiliar to you. I'm going to be offering some tips for you to hopefully get through those growing pains so that you can continue with and and maybe not let go of the healthy relationship that you've worked so hard to find. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. Before I dive into that, just sharing the featured review for this episode, which is I'm so thankful my friend sent me this podcast. It's so nice to be more aware of why you feel and react to certain people and situations. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information. I'm forever grateful. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. I really appreciate it. If that was your review, you can send an email to podcast at stephanierig.com and my team will set you up with free access to one of my masterclasses as a way to say thank you. Okay, so let's dive into this conversation around why healthy relationships might feel boring. And I think that the best starting point for explaining this is to flip it around and go, why are unhealthy relationships sometimes so addictive? This is something that a lot of people will relate to. And certainly for a period of time, I found myself very much in that uh, hamster wheel of chasing someone who was, you know, very inconsistent, very unreliable, very unavailable. And yet there was something extremely addictive about continuing to try and seek and chase. Um, and I think that a really important concept to understand in this is the concept of intermittent reinforcement. I've probably spoken about this once or twice on the show before, but for anyone who's not familiar with the term intermittent reinforcement, this comes from, you know, behavioral science, behavioral psychology. And it's basically, you know, it's a premise behind gambling machines, all sorts of addictive patterns, which is if you do not know when you are going to get rewarded, you will keep trying and trying and trying to do the thing that might elicit the reward because you never know when you're going to get it. Whereas if you know that every fifth time you do the thing, that's when you'll get your reward and that's very stable and predictable, or even every one time you do it, um, then eventually you kind of get bored of trying. Whereas 
when you don't know and there's this level of unpredictability, you keep trying and trying. That's why people spend all of their money on slot machines is because the next spin could be the one that I win. It's completely unpredictable. So I'll just go one more, one more, one more. You know, it absolutely capitalizes on our dopamine system, which is all about pursuit and, you know, the pursuit of more of this thing that could be rewarding. So as applied to relationships and particularly inconsistent relationships, we can see why chasing after someone who gives us intermittent reward and intermittent reinforcement becomes so addictive. And most of the time when we're in an unhealthy relationship, it is not unhealthy and bad 100% of the time. There will be times and moments where this person shows up and you are connected and you do feel good and you you laugh together or you are intimate or whatever, something that feels rewarding about that dynamic. But then all of a sudden it'll be gone and they'll be angry or you'll be fighting or whatever but there's this sense of, I don't know when the reward's going to come. And sometimes when I behave in this way, it works and other times it doesn't. And so I'll just keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And because that is so dopamine fueled and it's so addictive, that intermittent reinforcement, uh, we can get really trained to seek that and expect that and associate that with relationships. And that is a real hamster wheel. It's a real roller coaster um, that keeps us at this elevated level of stress and striving in our relationships. If we then take that away and we enter into a relationship with someone who is stable and predictable and reliable, and we don't have to work really hard and we don't have to guess and we don't have to play all of those games, our system can kind of be in a bit of disarray because we are used to operating up here and all of a sudden all of that energy that we're used to expending in our relationships doesn't really have anywhere to go. And there's a part of us that's uncomfortable without all of that chaos and drama because we've kind of trained our body and our nervous system to expect it and to be primed for it um, and to actually get something out of it. Because when we do get the reward, even when it's very intermittently, it feels so good. In fact, it feels even better for the fact that it's so unpredictable. If, you know, you do like, you know, again, to use the slot machine analogy, If you do win, even if it's $5 and you're down $200, it is so exciting and exhilarating and lights you up to have won $5 Um, and you lose sight of the fact that you have lost $200, right? It's the same principle. If the person who you're in this really unhealthy relationship dynamic with is, you know, dismissive of you 95% of the time, but then brings you flowers one day, those flowers are going to feel like the most incredible thing in the world because they're so out of the ordinary and you, you never really know when you're going to get something like that. So when that is the backdrop, going into a relationship with someone who's really stable is probably going to feel disconcerting, at least to certain parts of you that are used to working really, really hard to get kind of basic needs met, to get basic recognition, basic connection. So I think having conscious awareness of this is a really, really important first step, as is always the case, right? No matter what our pattern is, if we are not consciously aware of it, we are just going to be blindly acting from a wounded place, from a kind of subconscious protective place, 
And then we're going to wonder why we keep repeating patterns and, you know, we're not where we say we want to be. That's because we're not acting from a conscious place. So the place we consciously want to be, like that part of us just isn't in the driver's seat of our experience. So when we can get curious and go, huh, I noticed that, you know, maybe I'm not even attracted to healthy people in the first place. Um, And I think that's the case for a lot of people. You might've heard me say before, I always correct people's question when they ask me like, why do I attract unhealthy people? And I think we really have to ask ourselves, why am I attracted to unhealthy people? And that is a much more honest and self-responsible question and one that we actually have power over. Why am I attracted to? What part of me seeks out people who fit a certain mold, who are you know, inconsistent or unreliable or unavailable to me in some way? What do I get out of participating in those dynamics? Because if we don't know the answer to that, that subconscious part of us that does get something out of it is going to keep running the show. So getting really curious, going, what do I get out of this? What part of me prefers the chaos and the drama and feeling like I need to work really, really hard to get my connection needs met and, you know, feeling a sense of victory or worthiness um, when that unavailable person shows up for me. And, you know, spoiler alert, oftentimes this has uh, origins in our family system or in earlier relationships. It's very rare that it is born of the situation that you're kind of reenacting it in, but bringing conscious awareness to that and going, okay, what, what part of me needs my attention there rather than just going, oh, this healthy person, I'm not attracted to them. Therefore they must not be a good fit and I'll break up with them. And then I'll go into a pattern repeat with that other person. Right. Um, so I think we do really need to become aware of that and decide, you know, which part of me do I want driving the bus here in my relationships, my wounded parts or my, you know, wise adult self who knows what I truly want and knows what I deserve and what's best for me. So if you do find yourself in this situation where you're in a healthy relationship um, and it feels boring or it feels disconcerting or unsettling in some way, I think there are a few things to remind yourself of. One is that stability and predictability and reliability is not always terribly exciting. <laughs> and I think that you know, we don't have to resign ourselves to the fact that our relationship is going to feel boring forever and ever. And we just have to accept that. But I do think we have to manage our expectations around the fact that, you know, comfort and stability and coziness and safety um, are not always the most exhilarating and exciting of experiences and recognizing the benefits to that to that stability and that safety and really allowing ourselves to be nourished by it. Again, particularly if that has not been your experience in the past, it might feel uncomfortable at first, but it is probably the medicine that you don't realize you desperately need to just be able to rest in that safety and security. That's probably going to be a really healing experience for you. With that being said, I think we can also acknowledge, you know, if we are someone who values excitement or adventure or any of those other kinds of qualities in a relationship, those are things that we can deliberately cultivate. We don't just have to feel like we've given up because a relationship is healthy and and cozy and comfortable and that necessarily has to come at the cost of excitement. But I think that, you know, distinguishing excitement and adventure and novelty from drama and intensity and chaos is an important distinction to make. So 
If you do value those things, figuring out for yourself what a healthy expression of that kind of energy looks like, rather than just defaulting back into the chaos and the drama that you know so well, but that is also really costly to your system and is not a nice pattern to keep spinning around in. So, you know, what could be examples of things that would inject and infuse some excitement and maybe even passion into my relationships, but not with this undertone of turbulence or anything that feels like it's injecting insecurity into my system, because that's an easy place to gravitate back towards when it is our familiar, but it's likely to be an unhealthy pattern repeat rather than, you know, what we truly need in order to heal those, those wounded parts of us. So I hope that that has been helpful in answering the question of why healthy relationships can feel a little bit uncomfortable or boring, uh, particularly if that's new to you to have a healthy relationship. But as I said, stick it out. Definitely don't run at the first sign of discomfort. All relationships are going to have growing pains and ending a relationship because it feels too safe and secure is probably not a great idea. So stick it out, see how you go. And if you do really miss that sense of excitement and, you know, rush and exhilaration, try and find healthier and more adaptive ways to consciously cultivate those dynamics within your healthy relationship rather than, you know, going and and seeking chaos and drama elsewhere to, get that sugar hit. So I hope that that's been helpful. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. It all helps so much in continuing to spread the word about the podcast. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you for our episode next week. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.